Well, welcome, welcome back again. Thank you for joining me, Tony the Kid. I got Director RJ as always, my sidekick. What's up, Director RJ? Hello, everybody. <laughs> In the background, we got Zach the Mac joining us. It's been a while, Zach the Mac. Uh, we're back on the podcast again. We're doing some good shows. So thank you for joining Zach the Mac. Say what's up. I'm so eager to be here that I had to jump into the next show. Guys. <laughs> it's here. It's, it's here when we're talking about it. Let's, let's get into it, guys. Yeah. So now this show is going to be about the A&E episodes of the wrestling industry. So far, they've done Stone Cold, Roddy Piper, Macho Man, which is a very controversial one, Booker T, and The Lights of Shawn Michaels. They have recently done the Ultimate Warrior, but like we said in the last episode, that we are going to be waiting on that one because we want to do the Ultimate Warrior in one episode of both Dark Side of the Ring as well as the A&E version. So now we're going to go start off in the beginning, of course, with everything. Stone Cold was the very first story that they expressed. Now, mm-hmm. to be honest, what do we know? What didn't we know anything different when they did the Stone Cold one? I think everything else was told to us. Really? I think because when Stone Cold, like when he was on his rise in WWE, true, he had those like documentary shows about him throughout the world. Exactly. So it's like everything you needed to know about Austin was already hand handed to you. Exactly. I think the only difference in my aspect and the whole listen to the story was the acknowledgement of his issues that he had with his kids, with his daughters, mm-hmm. and the fact that I didn't know that his kids live in a different country. I didn't know that. No, they, they grew up, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they live in France. Wow. And no, they, uh, England. England. And they started getting accents really? different than him. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> so yeah. it's like you kind of – that's one thing we never – I guess he never really expressed throughout his life and his like, talking of his documentaries. Even when the one documentary he did um, on a, the WWE Network one where they did a whole big one about him, about his whole rise, his fall, and his conversations and stuff like that. Never involved the kids. Even Never involved. Outside the ring when he talked about Brian Pillman. And the, yeah. He doesn't say, like, I got kids and all this stuff. Eggs. Or, His, you know. Yeah. He doesn't say, well, me and my kids. He has multiple shows, too. <sighs> That's weird. That's no involvement. Weird. Wow. No involvement. Hey, multiple shows. Wow. Yeah, and he just keeps it quiet. I think because some wrestlers, they want to keep their private life as yeah. far, you know, away from everybody. Because True. Because being Austin... At that time, in the limelight, yeah, chugging beers, and <laughs> but even like being the high in the totem pole, being the highlight of an industry, prime. like that's crazy. And it's like, man, like what else? What else can we know about this guy? Yeah, and it's like, um, of course, he had a lot of marriages and divorces. We know about mm. that. We knew he was married to Deborah for a while. They broke up. Yeah, um, I we know that he let The Rock be his last match because he felt like I guess. He was proud of him. Yeah. I think that was one thing I also too that in the story was the fact that his connection with The Rock. Like he was more he was a big fan of The Rock. Wow, that's cool. At, yeah. his, at his peak. Like even watching him throughout the time frame when he, The Rock joined the industry was like I've been working in the industry long before you. I know your your dad, I know he was involved and all this st- type of stuff. But me watching you develop as your own man was has been I guess for him a great thing in his eyes. Probably because to him, it's like watching, you know, he had a little brother. Yeah. So the Rock was kind of like his little brother to mm-hmm. him. And it's like, you know, I watched my little brother grow up. Right. We had our matches. And, you know, it was like, if I'm going to put someone over to like, you know, end my career, it might as well be my brother. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that you kind of see it's, it's, it, 
I guess you could say how nowadays have been always the whites versus the blacks and all that stuff like that or whatever. That's always been the race thing. The culture has been somewhat on a highlight lately in our in our media, yeah. as well as even like in the midst of our industries and all the years. But this was one bomb ass relationship that obviously was two different cultures, two different backgrounds, color itself. But yet they respect each other to the fullest. And it's like. Knowing knowing the aspect of it, Stone Cold knows I could not have a career like that without having that it person to go against. And literally, to this day, they're always going to be the best promo going into WrestleMania seventeen. Thank you. And we talked about it. We even did a so many times on it. Remember it, who had the best promos? Top five promos. Number one goes to WrestleMania seventeen main event. Stone Cold versus The Rock. And after that, we did an episode based on like what we would change and realize we kept 17 the way it was. Exactly the same storyline. Wow. Yeah. Never changed anything. Shout out to you guys. That's Thank right. We, <laughs> so, did, uh, we did a thing based on like what was uh, based on the three years, uh, 30 years of WrestleMania, 7, mm-hmm. 17, and 27. Of course, we were like, and what uh, what scenarios would you change if you cut? You so wouldn't change anything. Yeah, Nothing. Not a dang thing. Uh, the main event, the theme song they right. use, the promo, the build up, the action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. The issue with the wife, the, you know, just all that roundabout stuff. Oh, my and the fact that at that time they true. both were on the same uh, boat, you know, they both were good guys in that match. Yeah. yeah big time. There was like, it, I think that's what made it more intriguing. They're both good guys. It was just more of an ego thing that was going against each other. And you knew that I want to be the best. I want that title. I want this. And, like, I'm, you're the guy that's in my way, and we're going to go at it with each other. You know, if I may, um, that was actually at a prime time when I did watch wrestling. And, and, right. And as a young, very, very young at the time, guys, <laughs> uh, I I was hyped for it. I was a Stone Cold fan, and I loved The Rock, and I didn't even believe it was going to happen. And I mm-hmm. remember it being very hyped and anticipated match. So definitely was one of the best. One and of the I, I love yeah. and I, whatever goes through my mind when it comes to the they're they're going at it with each other. It wasn't the it wasn't the the uh, like oh it doesn't matter what you think whatever. What goes <laughs> in my mind is always Stone Cold's thing. It's like Stone Cold's what? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> It ain't a race thing. It ain't a color thing. It's a me kicking your ass thing. Like that, that freaking phrase and that slogan in my mind just keeps playing from Stone Cold all the time. The thing I like about this one though, about their promo in this time, yeah, is that back then when the Rock was a bad guy for fifteen, which mm-hmm. was just two years prior, yeah, uh, Stone Cold was like, you know, you look at that beeper, you know, it's me. You, mm-hmm. you know, any moment you see three sixteen, you know, I'm about to beat your ass. And all that <laughs> right, and Stone Cold be waiting to stun him. The Rock would be like. Afraid and all that. Yeah. <laughs> this time, no, man. Rock was like, "I'm at your, I'm in your level. Mm-hmm. You want to fight? We're gonna fight." Exactly. And you know, you had Rock even waiting for Stone Cold at a moment to rock bottom him, and oh, then yeah. it turns into Rock stunning him on That's, a Monday Night Raw, which is even more epic when and, someone's stealing someone's move. Yeah. yeah. And people in school were talking about yes. did you yeah. see the Rock stun Stone Cold? Uh-huh. I'm in high school listening to people talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not just talking about guys. I talk. You know, pretty girls were walking around hey. the school saying, "Hey, did you see it? Stone yeah. Cold stunned. You know, Stone Cold just got stunned by the Rock." And yeah. the girls like, "No way!" And I was like, "Oh my god, like, uh, yeah. I love the Rock. I love his sideburns. Eyebrows, eyebrows, so crazy." <laughs> At that time, you're in a point where you know whose team are you on? Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, true. 
It's so, like you are you are you on on the, are are you the beer drinker guy mm-hmm. or are you the I'm gonna dress nice today guy? Like that the was athletic um jock. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You know, phenomenon. He's like the franchise player right there. Right, exactly. The Rockets are phenomenal. The quarterback. The quarterback of the game. You got Stone Cold being the running back, like uh, no, the middle linebacker. That's what you got. Stone Cold. Guy. Yes, exactly. He's on defense. He's about to tackle you. Yeah, yeah. He's Could, telling you, I'm about to take you down. The quarterback's like, no, you're longest, not. He was a running back in Longest Shard. Remember that? That's true. <laughs> but he was a running back in general high school. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah football. Okay. He, was a, he was a main running back in high school. We actually, I think he won a scholarship, but I wasn't mistaken. Oh, dang. I think I talked about the story. I don't know if he did or not. I forgot. In college. I think he did. And then that's when, when he, from there, that's what helped him transition to wrestling because someone saw his play. And I think he got hurt, something wrong oh, with wow. his shoulder or something like yeah, that. His leg. Oh, his knee. That's right, because yeah. that's why he ended up had to wear a brace afterwards. Oh, wow. Oh, so yeah, he hurt yeah. his leg. That's right. And then they're kind of like, you know, hey, you had a good look. Why don't you try the wrestling thing or whatever, stuff like that. So he's like, oh, I don't know about this, brother. <laughs> What's going on here? Come on. You know, <laughs> they got right, beer? They got beer? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, beer. Yeah, beer. All right, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do some things or whatever. So, you know, that's what helped him out a little bit. So <laughs> I guess. Well, I fight. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the beer. Exactly. That's exactly. Uh, that's what I got. Give me the beer. Give me the beer. Give me the beer. Oh, you can't do it in WCW. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Can I have it in the back? Can I have it in the back when I come out? Can I have it? Can I have it? Can I when I get out there? Like, hey, baby. You guys are hilarious. That's crazy. But, I mean, I guess you could say is uh, talking about the story was the fact that was it a good final match being The Rock and Stone Cold? I guess you could say, like, now, do we really want Stone Cold to come back and wrestle anymore? At all, and having another final match, supposedly? Well, it's kind of like uh, Taker. Taker's had so many WrestleMania moments. Ah, uh, okay, He get called you. it a yes. quick, you know. He lost Undefeated. to Brock Lesnar, but he wasn't happy. Even though wasn't he wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah. He lost to Roman Reigns, and he was like, that's supposed to be my last match. But he didn't feel yeah. good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is that, kind of like Michaels. Michaels lost to Undertaker, mm-hmm. 17, uh, 27, no, 26, 26. He lost to Taker, 26. My good numbers, right? And I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> drinking soda. But still, he lost to Taker 26. You're <laughs> <laughs> <It was> stupid. <laughs> soda. <laughs> Go ahead. He lost to Taker 26. You know, that, yeah. that was his last WrestleMania match ever. But a few years later, he comes back for the uh, showdown in... Um, also Arabia or whatever. Yeah. Showdown in Arabia or something like that. Or Saudi. So, showdown in Saudi. Saudi. And the reason why is because sometimes you get that itch. Yeah. Like... You know, Tyson. Tyson retired after mm. losing to, like a like he said, I lost to a C-lister. He's like, he's not even in a B-lister. I lost to a C-list guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I should have lost an A-caliber boxer. I, I should. My last fight probably would have been that excludus. Yeah. And let it be. That and let it be. No. But then he had that itch because he's mm. like, you know, I could still go. I want to prove it. I yep. think Austin is at the point where his career ended early. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, you know... I can probably still go one more. And I think we're really kind of hit it off, which I, which is very shocking they didn't put it in the, in the story. But the CM Punk timeline. Mm-hmm. I think at, at CM Punk at his prime, when they were promoting that wrestling, uh, the 2K, was it 2K15? No, 14. No, well, not even. It was not even a 2K. It, it was All-Stars. All-Stars, right? And when they were promoting it against each other, you could feel the freaking fireworks going in with that promo when it was just pertaining to the video game like it met and that's what intrigued stone cold about like 
man, imagine I'm in shape still. I'm not in bad shape. He wasn't at all. He didn't have the belly. He didn't like he no, still he, looked built. He did his exercise like he was supposed to. He had his ranch. So it's like, bro, I'm still in that. I'm still there. He's like, if the money's right and if the timeline's good, it's right now. But for whatever reason why they didn't want to do it, it was in in their end like it's not right now. Maybe I later. Because of the timing, I think oh, at that point, CM Punk, um, I think The Rock was on his way into the company. Back in? Yeah, because I think they were doing this between WrestleMania 28 and 29. Okay. And 28 and 29, uh, the Rock was main eventing both of them against John Cena, so it gotcha. was like the only way this could have happened mm-hmm. is if they would have waited for thirty and had Punk Austin thirty. But even at then, Punk wasn't there at oh, thirty. Punk left by thirty before that. So it was like you had no promising for Punk to stay in Austin. But imagine, imagine if it would have been The Rock, Cena, Stone Cold, Punk, Ooh. Attitude Era versus. Whatever this stupid era Hockey, has been, jockey era type of. Thank you. Uh, no wrong, PG yeah. era. Yeah. yeah, PG. Okay, there. PG era. Attitude right. era versus PG era. Mm-hmm. Who maintains on top? In my opinion, Stone Cold would have won that one. Yeah. Stone Cold would have stunned everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He would have been. He would have back up in there like, oh, you two jackass, you two sons of bitches, you. Freaking rock and it'll try to come out of the movie industry. F5, you, I got an F you here. Yeah, this, yeah exactly. F5. Well, F you, man. Bam. Hey, she would have started out. I'm like, movies? You want to do movies? Bam. I got you. The rock, you want to come back? No. Oh, the hell movie for you is called Kick and Stun. Kick and Stun. Sorry, The Rock. So it's like, it would have been phenomenal. I think that would have been dope. That timeline would have been cool to kind of mix in there. Like, come on, man. Look how entertaining that would have been for fans. True. And I mean, 29, you had uh, Ticker and Punk. But I think 29, it could have been uh, Punk against Austin. Thank you. And Ticker mm. could have fought uh, Daniel Bryan. At, least, at that time frame, Daniel Bryan yeah. was going up. So, yeah. was already The Yes Movement was already alive. Moving. Yep. Yeah. Big time. So, so, imagine if Daniel Bryan would have been the one to end Ticker's streak at mm. 29. Well, it would have made more sense. Because it would have been like the Yes Movement helped Daniel Bryan do it. Yeah. Okay. So, all in all, it was a good story between Stone Cold. Like we said, there's really nothing we else knew that we couldn't really, that was coming about. Except for the fact that you got more in-depth of what was going on with his family. Which, I think, like we said before, within the wrestling lifestyle, it's they certain wrestlers don't want their involvement in fan, fans involving themselves with their family. Separate entity. I'm a businessman. This is my business. My family is my family. I'm going to keep it intact. I'm not trying to involve it in back and vice versa. Which leads us to the next character that totally did somewhat the opposite of all that in the whole midst of everything. Roddy Piper. Now, his storyline was pretty dope. I now, for some odd reason, always had Roddy Piper as... A top ten favorite wrestler of mine. For the fun fact, Sony the Kid was a huge fan of Roddy Piper. Thank you. Why. I don't know why, but it was just because of his <laughs> laugh. It was his Chucky. Oh, I think it was because of Chucky. Maybe him having the look of but it and having the smile and everything. The leather jacket was my thing. Like you were I, kilt. What? Th- thank you. And yeah, you know, I, I give you that. I give you that. I give you I the like kilt. shirt. I like the shirt. Thank you. I give you the kilt <laughs> stuff. He wore the kilt, but he had a leather jacket with the kilt. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I did. I it's like off. you're right. It was a leather jacket then this shirt. You're right. It's like wow. as if he's saying to he people, like, look, he was look, don't look at the feet. Don't look mm-hmm. at my feet, man. 
You looking at my feet, you yeah. seeing girl stuff, but that's cool. But look up here, man. Look up here. There's some kick ass stuff I'm having up, up here, man. Fair enough. Look where it matters the most. I was a fan. I was a fan. He was cool. So I, was I guess I, that's one cool thing about his storyline mm-hmm. that I liked and I love this show about it. I didn't realize his learn his background of him, you know, having to go from you know uh, being bro, going from car to car, being stuck in the snow, having yeah, the fight, yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. Fight Club. He kind of basically was raised in the fight club and having to fight for money for all that stuff. And even that for cents, not dollars, cents. Yeah. So it's like it was crazy. It's just crazy how he lived his life, how he got high in the industry, how he took care of his kids, and how he made sure that when I got home, I'm spending my time with everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the happiest person. I'm going to do whatever can be with that. And that's where I'm going. And that was, that was awesome. I think that's a really good thing that they... What they did with his story was very was uh, just more uh, cheering for him, I guess you would yeah, say. Yeah, because Piper always seemed to be that like really cool guy you want to hang out with. Mm-hmm. I would hang out with him definitely. Right? Yeah, Agreed. I mean, Agreed. You can hate him. You can. can he gave you. He gave you that attitude and, and the mic. He's world. got to bring the backpipe. He's got to bring the backpipe. <laughs> Thank you. He's got to. <laughs> what other wrestler can pull that off? He's got to. No, <laughs> nobody. And that, I think that's what made Piper really interesting. Is that his like he would bring do all these crazy things that no one would imagine, like mm. come out with bagpipes. Mm. Yes. And play freaking bagpipes while he's walking to the ring. Yes. I agree. And now, just be able to know how to drive a crowd crazy mm-hmm. by talking. Which kind of leads me to believe being the greatest, I would say being dubbed the greatest villain ever this wrestling industry has ever had. Yeah. I because that's what he strove to be. I want to be the villain. And I want to be the best at the villain. At that time frame, I didn't even know this either. And that whole time frame of back then on those old school freaking wrestling backgrounds was... How the fans were more intrigued and thinking that everything was so real, surreal. Where it involved him getting stabbed in the chest, Zach the Mac. Yeah. He literally got stabbed in the chest. He did. Did he? He did. He got stabbed in the chest. And this is a story that everyone knows. Is that when he was telling the officer on on his way from leaving the ring after his match, he got stabbed in the chest. He goes into the officer like, you got to take me to the hospital. Like, um, you know, they see the blood coming down. No, like, he wants to kick the guy's ass. Oh, that's Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, so he kicks the guy. a guy who stabbed him. They grab the guy. They about a couple of them. And he's like, give me a few minutes with them. Yeah. And he's like, why? He's like, he opens his chest, blood squirting out. He puts his hand back in. He's like, I just want to, you know, talk. <laughs> wow. He's like, he's standing right in the chest. The cop's that... like, no, you know, you're going to take yourself to the hospital. <laughs> he's like, no, wow. no, let me no, give, I you, didn't. Wow. give me five minutes with the guy. That's brilliant. Yeah, he ends up kicking his ass That's nice. and then walks out and then goes to the hospital and then gets stitched up or whatever. Baller, like. Piper yeah, <laughs> was crazy. Even his daughter said it, like, in one of, like, when they asked her, like, when she went to school. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what you did in uh, summer school? Yeah. Right? So they're like, what you do during summer, you know? And, you know, how was it in Los Angeles, I think it was, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, my dad took me to his place. And he's like, well, I got stabbed here. I got beat up over here. That's <laughs> I took true. money from this guy over here. That's true. And so the daughter's like, I think I got the wrestler's tour of Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's crazy how after that aspect, that's where he changed his uh, leather jacket, which I never knew. 
Until they said it in there, like his leather jacket was custom made Velcro stab proof. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, at all. Me neither. Mm. I just thought it was part of the look. You Thank know? you. Always I thought, thought it was, was part of the look on anything. Yeah. But now you know why he brought the leather jacket out because of that aspect. It was always to the cities that were the most dangerous cities that he ever wrestled in. Wow. Because they noticed in some of the different ones that he walked out with just his t shirt yeah. bucked up. And it was okay with just the shirt. Like, mm-hmm. he walk out with the shirt on yeah. and all that. Because he I knew think- security was there. Yeah. I think later on it became more popular with them to wear the jacket. Just because, well, then again, he started getting a little heavy. He wasn't really yeah. working out as much. So it's like, okay, yeah, cool. And I didn't know he was a comedian. Didn't know he hit the stage for a comedy stand okay. at all whatsoever. But everyone loved him being a comedy gimmick, comic person, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. Which I wish I would have saw him in a comedy stand-up just to see what it was about. <laughs> Had a good look. And I'm like, Piper's Pit, of all things, mm-hmm. I would have to say the best TV type of promo WWE has ever had or even at that wrestling thing. Piper's Pit, well, I think is by far the best. And I don't know who else could be the second best. What? The Y2J thing, whatever he did for a good while. Talking about you made the list for a good minute. Like, what other what other type of TV show type of thing like that besides Piper Pit would be? I'm trying to like uh, Bailey's new show. Really? Ding dong. No, no, no. No? No. I, I don't know. Everything seems too... To scripted, me, that's the problem. Thank you. That's what I have to say. Everything seems too scripted and gimmicky when it Jericho's comes to Jericho's was more, uh, it became more scripted later on, though. But yeah. Jericho started doing it, and even Edge, he had his own thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Weird characters having their own little things, which I never the problem, thought. The problem with it is that, you know, like Piper said, always, you know, I'm always going to be duplicated, but I'm never going to, I'm the originator or something like that. I forgot yeah. how he says it, but yeah. it's true. You know, you can't nice out top the... Exactly. The Piper's Pit. It's Ex- like Stone Cold. You can't top Stone Cold. No words. way. No way. Like, you can. There's a 316 day. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. And at that, the stunner. Like, who can, who can pull off a stunner? Yes. Kevin Owens is trying to, but it's like so... I'm is sorry. Is he really? Is he yeah. Okay. It looks stupid. Is it the same kick? Hell, it, it tries to, but it doesn't look the same. It looks wow. awkward. It looks wow. not... Choreographed properly, like if it's you're not, not flicking someone off before you kick them. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know why you're doing that. The person that did it perfect and should have done it, Becky Lynch. Oh, really? You ever saw the video of her stunning Austin? Mm, no, Lady Power. What in the in the promo? Was it a promo for a commercial? There was a, like I think they had like some type of thing going on for a show. Oh, it was his it was his show where so. he had Becky Lynch on there. It was um had a beer and he salute the beer, they start drinking it, and she does the famous, you know, boom. Wow. And she stuns them. Okay. And she drops exactly the way Stone Cold would drop Robert. and everything, like perfectly stun them. Okay, <laughs> got you. So then she should be the one going out with as the man gimmick, as yeah. the stunner man. Okay. And since she walked out with that like Chloe and everything, yeah. she should have that like Stone Cold stunner gimmick to her. Gotcha. Now also want to bring up about this what Piper's Pit, what I respect the most as a married husband, is the fact that his his marriage with his wife seemed pure. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like there was issues with each other. It didn't seem like she had issues with him being a wrestler. Oh, or she loved him completely. She, like, it seemed like a total friendship. And that's another thing, too. I feel like Barry Piper's story should be an actual biopic movie. Wow. No lie. Oh, yeah, especially from the beginning when he, like, the stabbing on mm. it, the and life what is, he had. Even with his life with his dad. Dude, and to be clear, strict. like, no addictions, no None. bad. He, had, like... he did have... 
a drinking problem. Oh, it was a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. He had to clean up a little bit about that. Right. I know his wife mentioned that too. He, but strictly but, professional. Exactly. Right? That okay. she was more or less of understanding that look, he noticed himself going in a hole because he wasn't happy of, I think, how the industry was going with him. The fact that he wasn't, I was saying giving a push, but the fact that he was doing so much mm-hmm. of like draining his body and feeling like was it really worth it right at the end as an entertainer so for him was the fact that he sat in that aspect and now i have to kind of cope with something else which is at that point drinking Mm -hmm. and i think that's where he noticed that he needed to change and he got cleaned up so that he did have that one main addiction yes Mm -hmm. another thing about piper is like watch that show that they had on uh the WWE network i think they have it now on uh peacock but that show called Legends House. Oh yeah, that Which is Legends weird. House wouldn't have been as good as it was if Piper wasn't in it. It's funny and entertaining. Yeah, I agree. I think if Piper it wasn't the his, best out of it. it, his his uh his I don't know his demeanor, and his he comedy even, stand. He wasn't even being Piper in it. He was just being himself. Yeah, exactly. Around, like, but you notice how the best gimmicks are always the gimmicks with the person being themselves. Stone Cold Steve Austin couldn't be Stone Cold Steve Austin if that wasn't him. That's literally him staying out. The yeah. Rock himself. He's that type of cocky ass attitude type of aspect, which you made him the it, best. Even the movies and everything, Rock just has that look. And, yeah. Yes. And, and then Pi- uh, another ahead. thing I like about Piper, the fact that he had the guts, you know, the balls in the way. Mm-hmm. Dude, who goes to Mexico and says, "I'm about to play Thank with you. my backpipes"? The Mexican anthem. Yes. Oh, that is you know, crazy. Story. Him. I didn't know that. Wow. So he grabs the bagpipes. He's a bad guy. He right. wants to get heat. You ever want to get heat in Mexico, you just do this. Yes. He grabs the bagpipes uh-huh. saying he's yes. about to play the Mexican anthem. Next thing you know, all you hear is the cucaracha. Yes. Dude, they were tossing Amazing. everything at him. I think they even said he tossed the kitchen sink. No, everything. No, no I'm just playing about the kitchen sink part, but dude, but, they but basically, awesome. believe they had one, right? Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice. They were like mad at him. I mean, wow. that was like damn bottles, just... tomatoes. They said I think that's he was crazy. saying he was being thrown wow. at him. I didn't yeah. know that. That I was mean, nice. nice. Try on that. But, I wish mm. that's one thing I wish I could have. If I could go into like moments of history, I would love to just have been there to see that moment. Yeah. Definitely time. Piper playing it. Yeah, I would love to even have that on YouTube or something like that because they don't have that there. No, it's a story that's been told, which is a story that I want to. I want to hear. I want to see that. I want that way. Freaking awesome! A movie. Who? Which actor could play Ryan Piper? Oh no, man! Ryan Reynolds. Uh, Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Okay, that's a good one. Mm, Um, no, no, I I wouldn't. There's a guy that I saw that. He's European. He, he was just, no. He was no. <laughs> no lie. He was on the new movie, um, Army of Army of the Dead. Oh, you seen that? Yes. But which guy though? Which guy? The guy that the um the blonde headed dude that opened up the safe. Oh, he had an accent though, no? Yes. Okay. But I mean, come on. All he's the blonde here too though. Hugh Jackman has an accent, but yes, ah, yet he's Logan. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean? Aside, right? So guess, it's yeah. like you get that look from him, and I even a young, said, a young right. Thank you. Okay. Yes, and it kind of helps him. Get to that stage where I can still look young. I don't need too much makeup, whatever. Just put a little, you know, fix my hair up real sure, different. Sure. I'm okay. I have the size. He did have a, he does have a size. He ha- looks like he has a nice little, like, yeah, athletic nice build, shoulder belt. Nice so, like, yeah. okay, cool. And then bulk him up a little more to get him to the prime Roddy Piper. Yeah, that's and then, yeah. you know, I, I like, I like him. I don't know what it is. I like him as that an actor. Was cool. Shout out to them. I, no lie. I would love for him to replace Ezra Miller. No lie. 
Just me. Mm, I would, thank you. As I would love to yeah. replace oh. him as the Flash. Definitely characteristic wise, he's very witty. He has a so, seriousness. Have you and seen he has the, the goofiness? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So, so okay, yeah. okay, yeah, we're kind of going off time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Now we're going to Tommy the Dead review. review of it then. Thank you. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Yeah. But as far as as far as that, that would be a good biopic movie to do a writer paper and have that guy. He would be my number one dude to go for. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Though, yeah. interesting. I guess I hear you. I would love to see that. Now, nowadays wrestlers should they implement his style of upbringing? They can't. Oh, they can. No matter how hard they try, <laughs> true, they wouldn't be able to. You know why? Because this is WWE. Let me write this down for you. Wow. You're gonna say this, this, and this. Oh my God, I hate that so much. Now the wow. problem is, Piper wow. didn't have no one writing down anything. Uh, for him. He Piper wrote it himself. Yeah. So the problem, the reason why people are tired of WWE, yeah, is because nothing seems organic. No at more. all. Nothing's organic at all in that company. It seems like you're force fed to. Just watch the same rhythm over and over again. The same songs playing. Okay. Listening to It's a Small World After All over and over and over to again. To add on to your point, man, uh, the guys, you know, speaking to the fans, the guys, I, I haven't watched wrestling in a while. And Johnny, to add on to that point right there, I mean, director RJ is, yes, it's kind of just very, you know, it's, it looks like a narrative to outsiders, I guess. Like, it's kind of just looks like a story, you know. It's, it's not like this, a cartoon. Yeah, it's not too much authenticness, mm. you nope. know. Like, I don't know. Back then, dude, if you couldn't talk the talk, yeah, you no definitely way. cannot walk the walk. Uh, Hell no! I feel like cannot. they were really fighting. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that was it. But, but it's because of the fact that these wrestlers believe if you want to be the best, strive to be the world champion. How are you gonna do that? By walking the walk, talking the talk, plain and simple. If and you cannot today, do that, you ain't going nowhere. No. And now today is like, okay, let's say you're Roman Reigns. I'm the guy that's thank supposed you. to be against you. Which you're never going to win. Okay. You said thank you. Now, I'm going to go in there. Mm-hmm. I had to do a promo with you. Yes. Now, let's say I'm 10 times better than you at On the promos. Mic. But now the company wants me to look dumb so you can look better than me. Right. Wow. And but I think, and and see, here's that. my mindset, and though. And that's the thing. This is, has to be the creative mindset. But also, I feel like this is where wrestlers need to start taking upon themselves and saying, Vince, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry, creative team. But that ain't going to work. Yeah. Me and this guy are in the ring alone with each other. Who are you guys going to tell to tell me I got to do something different? So now I'm talking with you and saying, look, man, do your thing. I got this. Yeah, so you go off doing the mic and you saying all mumbo jumbo stuff like that or whatever. But I'm going to be stone cold, like stone cold stiffness looking dead at you like, with the, with that aura, and the the more you talk, the more angry you feel, and I can create that out of my emotions. The more it's gonna trigger them, like, oh, he's pissed, oh, he's mad, oh, he's da da da, and all of a sudden I'm gonna put out a cuss word like, fuck off, bam, and then something like that or whatever. So it's like it it's just having a wrestler saying and putting it in their hands and saying I'm control of my own self. You can't control yeah. me. But my yeah. other point is the problem with today's <clears throat> wrestling is. When two wrestlers engage into each other, yeah, sometimes they are forced to not be to not be as good as they're supposed to be. Like, thank you, Jericho. Against, like, if you have Jericho and Cena on the mic, oh, crazy. you know Jericho could out talk Cena in any scenario. Uh-huh. Wow, that's but a they they made Jericho look bad in front of Cena and like, go Cena slow. Always has to have the better the better talk, you know, the upper hand over him. I'm like that wasn't like it wasn't like that with Piper. Piper hit Jimmy Snuka with a coconut. That fucking hard and as he hell. He's a bad guy, you know. Thank you. And Piper's like, oh, you know, 
You want another one, huh? Yeah, Boy, here's another coconut. How's that? Here, clunk them. Like you, you, the way you heard it, the impact. Like, yes, it hurts. And that's I say, just authentic, Great. authentic, yeah. authentic, authentic. Yeah, authentic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and even like Hogan wouldn't want to talk much with Piper when they were good guys because he knew guys, he so. sucked on the yeah. mic. And that's the problem is now they're trying to like cater you to a mm-hmm. guy who's just too good on the mic, and they're like. Oh, uh, you know, make sure you make the other guy look better than you. Yeah, agreed. I think would have been, uh, this is my, and then I had to write this down too, a uh, consideration of a dream match. You know how they used to do the dream matches with each other? What if you would have had The Rock at his prime, WrestleMania Ooh. 17, The Rock, Ooh. versus Roddy Piper in Ooh. WrestleMania, I think, 3, was it? Then he did the, uh, where he was at his best against Suka, Snuka or whatnot, or WrestleMania yeah. 1? Uh, he never fought Snuka. But I would say his best. Dude, Piper is at his best anything. In his prime, in general, right? In general, so imagine right. that they're both their primes looking mm-hmm. face-to-face, that Piper's look, and then at that freaking Rock's rock. one-eye look or whatever, like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't, at that, uh, I feel I like that would have been a dream match for me. That would have been a crazy good mic conversation between him and Piper. Mm-hmm. Of course they had, it was Jerk on Piper. They had yeah. crazy chemistry in the room. I agree, I agree. And another one was uh, Austin and Piper. But imagine if CM Punk and Piper went at it. I would love to see a Bret Hart versus Piper in the match. In the match. WrestleMania 9. Huh? Bret Hart and Piper actually wrestled. Really? WrestleMania 9. Okay, I gotta watch it. Sorry. My bad. Yeah, no, Bret Hart and uh, Roddy Piper. I I didn't see that. I gotta see that. You gotta see that. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I gotta watch that. (laughs) That's what. Now, should. I guess this puts into play. Should he have won the world title? Yes, anywhere he was at, he should have been a world champion. But he never won, and never, that's a sucky that's, part. Well, he is the, the one champion that's never reached that pinnacle, but yet he is in the conversation as the top guy. He's the greatest bad guy of all time. Thank you. Greatest villain of all time. But he, this brings up my question that I asked about the greats, you know, of mm-hmm. all-time greats, quarterbacks yes. and all that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Of course. You had uh, you have no Tom Brady right now. Tom mm-hmm. Brady's won multiple championships, but Tom Brady's had like a heck of a good crew on his team. Mm-hmm. Yes, Dan Marino's had nobody on his team. That's true, yeah. and he's taking Dan that team. Had Dan Marino, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Marino's taking those teams to freaking the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. over his back on his own. Yeah. No big teams, no referees. Mm. Did I just say that out loud? But I'm just saying, he had, like, you know, he had minimal, probably, like, one good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, receiver on his team. Or right. Go-to guy, you know. But Marino never won a championship. True. Yeah, yeah very true. And he's still Wait. considered one of the all-time greats. Yeah, no. Marino never won a championship. Nope. Yeah, never yeah, won, right. never right, won right, the right, Super right, Bowl. Right. That's crazy. And he's if considered you're fact check, a great. I'm, I'm, I'm like be great. He's still considered like the top three, top three greats. Yeah, you got Tom Brady, Dan Marino, and Joe, uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana. And so Joe Montana won championships. So has Tom Brady. Ex- so, but Dan Marino never, no. and yet he's still in the consideration because of his playing skills. You Thank know? you. His ability. It's the ability, and I think that's one one thing that you had from a Roddy Piper: the yeah. ability. And it's like Piper was intercontinental Ooh. champion, tag team champion, but yeah, the world title. I think he won world titles in smaller organizations. Yeah, for him to like go into WWE and be world champion, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, and that's awesome. And good. Of course, it was during the Hogan era, and I don't think Vince wanted Hogan to drop it to anybody. And again, that brings us back to another thing that we talked about on the last show. It's the look. 
The yeah. look that you strove to have instead of having. Well, Piper had the look though. But yeah, he, he did. He did. Though. He wasn't. He it's was. Called, a, it's called style. You know what I mean? He wasn't a little shorter. He wasn't <laughs> right. as like yeah. freaking steroid uses like everyone no, else. But was dude slim. was muscle. He was muscle bound though. Guilt and all. He was lean. Yeah. You know what like, I mean? Like he had a shirt on and yet the he mess, was bulking you know? out of his shirt. So it's like he wasn't that bad Good of a fighter. Freaking anything. But mm-hmm. dude was. He was a he was a man's man. Let's put it that way. Piper was a man's man. <laughs> I think the reason why Vince wouldn't put the belt on on Piper was, and it's always been the same reason Vince has always been a questionable promoter in my mind. All the time. Why is that? I agree. Because Hulk Hogan was Vince's creation. Piper wasn't. Nah, that's true. Oh. At all. And he Hogan, brought him onto the yeah, cup, but yet he brought, shined. And he shined more than Hulk Hogan did. Uh-huh. So today, you see people not saying, I want to be the next Hulk Hogan. You see wrestlers trying to drop promos like Piper Pipers. Did, yes. uh, Dusty Rose promos, Ric mm-hmm. Flair promos. You see a lot of those guys. You see people now trying to be Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. or Bret Hart. Macho know, Man. So. Macho Man. Mm. So you see a lot of wrestlers, even Sting. You know, you've seen a few wrestlers try to do Sting things out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's my kind so, of <laughs> That's why, in my opinion, is the reason why Vince didn't want to have like Piper win the belt is because he knew the minute Piper gets the belt, yes. Piper's getting movie deals at the moment. It, before even that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. even yeah. before Hogan was getting movie deals, right? So Piper was in movies. Piper is now skyrocketing to the top. He was gonna outshine Hogan yep. as the champion, big time. That's, that's crazy. Yep. That is crazy. That and is I crazy. Feel that's why, like, sometimes they just try to keep Piper, like you know. Happy enough to be there with them. Because he knew he was passionate about it. Thank you. It's passionate about his business, and they're paying him a good amount of money or whatever to do what he needs to do and to support his family. But it's just, as a fan, me just stating, it just sucks. I think he he he's praised by true wrestling fans, but just really wasn't given that limelight as he should in the industry like he needed to be. Well, that is my like- opinion. Another guy that should have been world champion once, at least or twice, Owen Hart. True. Shout out Owen. Yeah. Before anything, well, yeah, before anything, I think he was at that prime level. But before that gimmick, which I think was a stupid gimmick for him to jump into. The Blue Blazer? Yeah. That was already a, a Vince thing. I think the time that he would have been a really good bad guy what the hell is a blue was right after. A Blue Blazer, like, he wore his uh, <laughs> Blue Luchador thing. That's okay. actually what he was wearing when he died, too. Oh, he passed away. Okay. Okay, but yeah. He had this entrance where he'll fly to the ring. I knew that. Yeah. Is that oh that's the name of the the theme? The yeah. theme? Oh, Blue okay. Blazer. My bad. Okay, I know. Yeah, okay. So, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a name for it. I know it was a title for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My bad. So the best gimmick he had was the Black Heart. Okay. That's when he was talking about how he was a sole surviving heart, you know, in the company. He was like a bad guy, but he was like a really ruthless bad guy out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Agreed. So Owen Here's would have been a good one. Uh, Jason Snake Roberts never won the belt. That was when he was actually dressed. That was the Blue Razor. Wow, that's stupid! How built that dude is, though. But that, yeah, that's Owen Hart. Yeah, that's hard yeah. to believe that. Wow, no, I didn't. Owen was always tell like me why I thought his name was Owen Hart still when he was like that. I don't know why. I, See, <laughs> I didn't... <laughs> right? Oh, so that was Owen Hart. Right. But I thought that I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just that's that's <laughs> crazy. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> wow, of what had happened and all that wow. aspect. Wow, which is that's why I like that gimmick was a stupid gimmick of all. Oh, I think Vince did it to put it. Because of Bret Hart leaving. Gotcha. Because mm. if you realize, he, Owen Hart had a pretty cool promo coming in and everything. Yeah. But as soon as Bret Hart shows up in WCW, Owen Hart becomes a blue bracer. 
Yeah. Okay. okay. So, oh no, it just sucks for that aspect of a wrestler, a passionate like Roddy Piper, which I need Roddy Piper to be praised more. Now, that was good and all in our story. Like we said before, you guys, I think truly he should deserve a biopic movie. I think that puts it in perspective. But definitely watch his. That's a real passionate one for those who don't know wrestlers. Because, I mean, for all, like we said, Stone Cold, we knew about him just because of years. And, you know, WWE doing so many things to praise him. And just they know how to market him. Mm-hmm. And that's he, that's why his story has been told so many different times. And it's it's in stone, set in stone. But Roddy Piper, of all, is one story that no one really knew about unless you were really close to him. And at that really there when it came to his comedy shows of him telling his story. That's the only way you would know about him. And this a and I appreciate them telling that story because it just opens your eyes of like, holy sh! I did not know this guy had that lifestyle. Period. I have a title for the movie now, a biopic for him. What? There's a famous line he says in the movie where he walks into this where like there was a whole bunch of aliens that were taking over the world and Piper was like trying to kill them all. Like uh-huh. mm-hmm. So he walks into a bank, I believe. He walks in, he's like, I'm here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Yeah. All out of yes. bubblegum. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. my line would be, chewing bubblegum and kicking ass. Yeah. That would be the title of Piper's oh, the, movie. Oh, the biopic movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ball out of bubblegum. You know that's all Piper right there. If you said it. That was true. I the guy who should direct that movie, if I was to ever have any director direct it, would be the guy who directed uh, the wrestler movie. Oh, the, with uh, Mickey Rourke? Yeah. Yeah, I agree that with you. The way they did that, the style of that movie would yeah. be a perfect Ryder Piper movie. Get I agree with you. writing team, get that director. Yeah. Dude, that would be a bad I agree with to you. watch. Just Good keep aspect. Just keep away from it. Now, this has to jump us into Macho Man. Everyone knows Macho Man, brother. You know, we got to get into that. Step into the slingin. Oh, yeah. Those sunglasses. Oh, my God. Now, <laughs> um, in comparison to the Dark Side of the Ring version of it, but also this version of Macho Man, regardless, I feel like with this A&E one WWE did, all you pretty much did was bash Macho Man. And Period. Some wrestlers. I think uh, Snuka was actually praising Macho Man. But even then, Snuka, like... No, not Snuka. Uh, Steamboat. Yeah, he was trying to because of the fact of what they had in the ring. But literally, the like the only person they had defending him was his brother. But even then, you notice his brother wasn't going too much into detail of the history or the stories that were happening. Okay, then you also had all these other wrestlers were just like who knew him personally had nothing positive to say about the guy. Well, that's why they. It seems like Andy just got people who weren't really close to Macho Man, which had to be that freaking dumbass radio guy that was teamed up with Hulk Hogan talking about him. <laughs> My thing is, why the hell you have him in there first place? If you knew he wasn't got, he wasn't on the on the good side of Macho Man, and if we're doing a story about him and trying to shed the positive side of this character, why am I involving somebody who hated him and who were bashing him in the first place to? Have an impact or or even a, 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 a an opinion about this guy. I, that's what made me mad the most is the fact that they involved him in there. He wasn't friends. He wasn't a wrestler. He wasn't anything to do with the industry except for the simple fact that he was teamed up with Hulk Hogan, Radio Biz teamed up to bash Macho Man. Probably because 
If Vince McMahon is behind us, Vince is not going to try to let Macho Man look good. At all, whatsoever. Which, in all in all, my opinion, he definitely was a better wrestler than freaking Hulk Hogan. Nah, he was actually better than most of the people today. Thank you. And it's like, it's really weird that in that aspect. Like, he, the fact that he had radio, like, uh, TV deals, commercial deals, and when he left, mm-hmm. he took Slim Jim with him to WCW. I think that's probably why you could sit there and say, freaking, uh, what's it called? Um, Vince is bitter about that. Mm-hmm. This man was smart enough to come in and come in, not be my creation, and also leave and still not be my creation and take money away from me. Like, it just, oh my God. I think that's what angered Vince the most when Macho Man left. Is that Macho Man, it was not Macho Man leaving that angered him the most. It's the fact that Vince was getting money off of that Slim Jim commercial. Mm-hmm. But the Slim Jim company didn't want no one else. They wanted uh, Macho Man because yep. Macho Man's voice. Mm, exactly. <laughs> now, when he like when he moved to commentary, I'm actually kind of glad that they didn't. They left him out of commentary. Like I don't understand the aspect of Vince putting him in commentary because I think I remember him being in commentary. Yeah, it doesn't bit. make sense. Yeah, listening to <laughs> a couple him, nights, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then even the video games that they did, he had him on there. Like it just didn't make any sense. Like it just it's a weird feel. Like he had that type of voice. That you would rather listen to in the promo, not throughout the whole night talking about a match. Mm-hmm. You're annoying me, dude. You're like really irritating my ears just listening to the match. And at that, like, I, you feel like he was a creation of his voice, but he tried so hard to kind of keep it throughout the years. And he takes his time. And when he now he does when his interviews and stuff like that, he has to have that voice. So he practices it and it's perfection. So it's like, now, when when it came to commentary, you started to notice that it wasn't always going around. Like he lost it a little bit, and then he tried to mm, get back up in there, brother. And the reason why is because <laughs> Macho Man. One problem with uh, commentary, yeah, in WWE and anywhere else too, is if you're not reading, like if you're just giving the words in your ears, yeah. Which people have said that Vince does is he talks to you over the microphone, yeah. Then you're not going to sound like yourself at all. Right. But if you're like giving us. Script, you know, you had to read the script. You had to read what's in front of you. Yep. I feel that's why Macho Man can't really deliver what Macho Man delivers because he's reading out the script. Yes. I if agree. he was to be himself, probably would work. But the problem, problem is that Macho Man should have been not used though throughout the whole show. Yeah. But brought in during probably main events. I agree with you. Big pay-per-view matches, the main event. We need a special commentator here. Here's Macho Man Randy Savage. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with that. Very good. World champion, you know, it would have given more prestige to him sitting at that commentator booth. Yeah. Because he was just barely, you know, he's still in his, like, exiting his prime, but he's still in good condition to wrestle. Exactly. So it would have been more interesting to see why is he just commentating the main event. Right. And he wasn't in bad shit. Like, he wasn't hurt. There was no oh. injuries involved in why he was in, in, in on the commentary table. It was just Vince putting him there. Like, it didn't make any sense at all whatsoever. And I think because Vince didn't want to, couldn't figure out what to do with them. And it makes us, like, like you said before about the whole booking. Like, I feel like Vince don't know what he's doing. No. Like, you really don't. You start to really look at things and you really look at, Bro, you had no idea what you were doing when it comes to booking. You had an idea when it comes to the business and making money. Okay, yeah, I could put you there being the greatest of all doing that. But the booking aspect, dude, you suck at booking. <laughs> you suck, Vince. I'm sorry. Now I understand why freaking people did the booking for you. Why Vince Russo 
said we should use this guy and that guy. Why Jim Ross said, oh, we need to do this, this, and this guy. Because it was literally them. Not you, man. You really were like, oh, I have a vision. Uh, I want this guy to be this guy. And let's give him a cool name. Uh, uh, Dross. Uh, magic uh, Man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> ma- yeah, Magic Man. Uh, Brutus. Beefcake. Beefcake. Yeah, I like beefcake. Yeah, I like beef and cake. Oh, let's put it together. Beefcake. Like, bitch, what the hell are you doing, That's man? He gave Austin a list of all these That's bad weird. names. I didn't know that. Like That's weird. Of, so stupid. That's names you've ever seen. I forgot what names Austin read. Mm-hmm. He's like, and I had a list of all these names and even showed somebody and the guy was like, That's Ringmaster. Like, what the what? fuck is that? What is that? But those other ones before the Ringmaster, there was some type of But just the, yeah, a list of like, what is sub he even had Sub Zero. Yeah. Wow. They gave him Sub Zero name. Like, it just it just tells <laughs> you why. Like, do you really look in depth at all this history about Vince? Like, Vince, you sucked at that wow. side of wrestling. While you really need, you had diehard fans of wrestling and who were breded in the industry of that side of the countryside, like the Southern wrestling and knew what they loved about wrestling mm-hmm. and why you had them involved in your industry because that's what helped you, not you. You, of all people, are what's causing this industry, that brick wall, to not pass it because you suck. Sorry. <laughs> but, yes, of all things, that was horrible. That was horrible. Um, moving on to that. He's a good visionary, though. Huh? He's a good visionary. Thank you. Like I said, Businessman making money, yeah. that, that whole thing Going like that. WrestleMania and all that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. exactly. You Obviously have the vision, yeah. the showcase of making a big show. But when it comes to booking matches and putting uh, this person and, versus that person, and even and even yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. yeah, when you have when you have this person versus that person, you suck at picking people. So it's up, up people. to me what I would have done, and you know, me being a fan of wrestling, and I promoted, you know, I did our video game promoting things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do it alone. I had G Money come up to me and tell me, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, how does this sound or how does that match sound?" And I mean, even as a faithful it. fan, though, director, you've yeah. always been a faithful fan, so I can your output is definitely important. Oh, uh, because I need something that like no, it just it, output is important. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. you're a fan. Crazy. So, you know so to saying? me, what I would have done is I would have built a team of bookers. Yeah. Thank you. Right. I want you right. guys to focus on tag team. I want you to focus on the singles. Men, yeah, singles. Uh, the small cards. <laughs> I want you on the women's team. Yes. If I would have had a team of bookers to like, okay, this guy is looking at the tag teams like, okay, these two will be in a rivalry this month. Mm-hmm. These girls are going to be in rivalry. Then I could look at each one and be like, okay, uh, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? And so, then out of that, I could actually think, you know, this sounds like a good main event here. That one right there. Yeah. yeah, and they get everyone's input. Like it's like you just sure gotta look can. at. Thank you. You gotta look at the <laughs> fact that you're also a wrestler, but you're a fan. You're also a a a, a fan, but you 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 just love. You're diehard. Like you're in there. Like you're in the mix. So it's like you needed you needed that, and I think that's what he had during the Attitude Era. But ever since he, Vince Russo left, ever since freaking Jim Ross left. You just started not trusting people and kind of putting in like I'm in control. I'm the it guy. I'm I need to make my money, so I need to do stuff. Well, everybody left because Justin Band was feeling bad that nobody was giving him. You know, they would give him credit, but he know he wasn't the one doing all that stuff. Thank you. So I believe that's why he got rid of all those people that were booking for him. Yes, and now he's getting bad credit, mm-hmm. but he knows in his mind bad credit is still good credit. Like yeah, it's weird. He's still selling. That's the Thank, problem. Exactly. 
merchandise is still out there. And it's not even hit like the whole Bad Bunny merchandise. That came no. that didn't come from you, man. That came from Bad Bunny just going on in WWE. You just got a good Random. hype praise. Random. Thank you. But it, I praise for it, yeah. but it went yeah, there. Not just that, but you got lucky with Bad Bunny putting off a match that nobody expected him to put Which off. you did not know, and I did not know about this, but he even said it himself in one of the um in the shop. It's a uh, okay. Damn it! Oh, Damn it! Oh, I hate I hate oh, LeBron. MG. I hate LeBron. Yo, but he was, hey, yo, I don't care. Sidebar. I was literally gonna talk to Tony the Kid about this show today. Yes, and he just brought it to me, bro. And I didn't see all of it. I didn't see all me of neither. it. Me I just neither. saw the I just saw the part where Bad Bunny was talking about his wrestling mm-hmm. and the fact that he said I moved to Orlando mm-hmm. for three months and trained. For those three months, straight to be the wrestler. Mm-hmm. No music, no TV shows, no uh, uh, promos for anything else, mm-hmm. like his, anything like that. I was there for three months and trained hard for it. Wow. That goes to show wow. what, when he did the WrestleMania thing, where that came from. Yeah. That freaking shocked the hell out of me. That is interesting. That. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. And, and he actually, LeBron yeah. is actually a wrestling fan. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck. <laughs> fuck I remember him. when he won. Uh, when he won the championship Speaking with Miami Heat. <clears throat> no, oh, I was yeah. gonna bring this up. That mm-hmm. he won the championship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the WWE was giving out belts with oh, the, yeah, like, yeah. the plates of the yeah, championship. Yeah, they were. So LeBron posted uh-huh. on Twitter right away saying, uh-huh. "Where's my belt?" Mm-hmm. You don't deserve one. They say that uh, they say he actually tried to get on wrestling too. T- they say that he reached out to Vince, but Vince shut that shit down. Though. Look, also, all I gotta say is he don't deserve I, one because he though. sucks. That's what I heard though. Yeah, so. Look, that oh, guy. He, but good. yeah, to, but, to, to comment though, he's a wrestling fan though, and and Bad Bunny is boss for that though because mm-hmm. you can't go to training and no, that, I mean, and, and no, as an artist, you know, I I heard I read about that, I seen about it, I seen clips and stuff like he really went there, he went to wrestling, he did that, and he. You know, wrestling did his thing, yeah. But let, 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 let's just get off. Let's get off that topic. I want to talk about that. Bunny did his thing. Okay. Yeah, that bunny did great. But but LeBron, I want to discuss positive life. <laughs> um, get off topic here. Going back, to, <laughs> going back to the Macho Man story. Uh-huh. I totally forgot, Director RJ. I totally forgot about this chick, gorgeous fucking George. Mm. Did not. I totally forgot she existed in oh. life. But I remember as soon as when she was brought up, I was like, "Holy shit! I remember you! I remember your freaking ass was over here trying to put you know Macho Man in this little hold." And I remember them having such a in the media they had a negative limelight now because of their disputes and all that type of stuff like that they had against each other. Yeah. I forgot all about that story. Straight up, did. No, you ain't the only one. I forgot she existed too. And, and you look at her now. You look at her now. She looks like a oh. She looks like old or dirty bastard from TNA, but thicker. Like it looks weird. It looks very weird. So, uh, 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 I guess it was okay to have her on there because obviously his their story connected. But again, she didn't have positive things to say about Macho Man, except for one little second where, oh, he was a great man to me. He was cool. He was good. Da da da. But then all of a sudden. But he was crazy. He couldn't do nothing or whatever. Like it just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it just this whole A and E thing. Whole E and E show. The episode was just to bash him. Thank you. It's it like, felt because people keep talking about how Macho Man is like you know people still love Macho Man mm-hmm. as of today as one of the great wrestlers. Yes. 
So what do you do? You had to find ways to break that <clears throat> name down. And say he's not as big as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Or he's not as big as because anyone else. You realize Hogan was on that show. Yeah. Even Hogan at time, he was like, I made men's with them. Mm-hmm. So now Hogan's but, over here. But how, like, who else really knows about that? Yeah, nobody. Not even the brother. Not even his wife. The one that, like, Macho Man's last wife. She didn't, well, she didn't even appear on the show, I believe. No, she was there. She was? Yeah, she was there. She was talking. Uh, she was at the end, especially when it came to his passing and whatnot. They were discussing that. She kind of mentioned that a little bit. And she's like, you know, and we had that accident and he was gone. Yeah. So it's like, it was nuts. One thing I would give credit to Macho Man for, though, he's a very good uh, match. Um, like, him and Steamboat, the way they built the match. Oh, how they set it up, how they yeah. kind of line up the match. Planning match? No yeah. Laser. yeah. And it was step by step. It wasn't just, you do this, you yes. know. It was step that, one, step two, step three. And it was all choreographed. I mean, you really look at that match, too. But then you realize, like, no wonder they were so in sync. No wonder it was just like, it was boom, 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 boom. And like, okay, one minute, let's call pause. Let's get knocked out. Let's take a minute. Let's breathe. <sighs> Catch a break or whatever. Get our wind up again. Okay, boom, 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 boom. And it's like, damn, dude, it was like 100 steps, if I'm not mistaken, or something 169. like that. 169. That is crazy. crazy. The thing that surprises me about that is that match is still considered one of the greatest matches in WrestleMania history. Top five, yeah. for sure. Like in singles, mm-hmm. it's probably between that one and Taker and Michaels. And Agreed. now with uh, AJ Styles and Taker, because exactly. it's cinematic. But, yeah. but Taker and Michaels being in ring. Uh-huh. And Steamboat and Macho Man being in ring, those are the two most, like... Prestige matches. Yeah. Agreed. I agree. Um, what else we got to talk about? Yeah, oh, Bubba, Lo- Bubba the Love Sponge was the bitch-ass fucker. The radio guy that was talking negative about Macho Man, which I didn't appreciate him. I don't like that fuck. I already don't like him. I already don't like his ass. <laughs> Seeing his face on the thing? Don't like you, Bubba. You suck. <laughs> I don't know why they involved you in there. Lex... Did Lex look like he had any real remorse when it came to the whole issue with Elizabeth? Does Lex Luthor look any... Lex Luger. Luger, sorry. I said Luther. <laughs> Superman villain. But did, does... He still does... Lex does still to this day does not look like he feels any bad about the death of Elizabeth. I don't know. I can't really... Like, he... It seems odd, doesn't it? When he talks about when he called and everything. Uh huh. And, and even to this day, the whole story just doesn't make any sense. Not even the phone call. It seems like the way he was talking on the phone and everything. Too calm. Too calm. Too like, oh, what am I going to do now? You know, someone help me. Please. Oh, yeah, man. it sounded like he wasn't really in panic. It uh-huh. sounded like a. An act. Kind, oh, it sounded like he was kind of. Just a lie, basically. Like he, you know. Or I felt like he killed Elizabeth. Mm. In the house, the same house. They're in the same damn house. Calls on calls nine one one. Elizabeth's dead here on the couch. Help me. Oh, what casual. What am, oh. Gonna, what am I gonna do? Oh my god. <laughs> She's here. She can't breathe. Oh my god. Someone help really? me. What do I do? What do I do? Somebody come. Very sus. And they were Very trying sus. to, I think they were trying to ask him like all these things to figure out what's wrong with her. Thank you. And he just. And he kept trying to like. Re- revert he, over to something yeah. else. Just be like, oh, well, she's here dead. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she's not breathing. And oh, no, what do I do now? And like, you really, the way it felt like is when they were asking um, 
The way it felt is like when they were talking to him on the phone. Right. He just kept moving, like switching everything as much as he can to like yes. waste time. Yes. Hmm. Agreed. Very weird. Yeah. So I didn't like it. Oh, just the guy. Elizabeth, she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Alone. Yeah. Adding more women in the industry who know they can't wrestle, Lana. Who know they can't put up a match at all, Lana. Uh, Who can never be a great, phenomenal woman wrestler like Flair or freaking Sasha or anything like that, Lana. (laughs) Leah Jackson's good. Dude, I give her. Come on, man. Come she's on. she's like she's like the Brutus Beef, not Brutus Beefcake. She's like um King Kong Bundy of the women wrestling. Let's put it that way. She's King basically Kong like Bundy the King Kong Bundy. People though. Hmm? King Kong Bundy never injured anyone. Says who? Why do you think he wasn't really? He's not really mm, up there in the tournament pole. You know what I mean? Like highlight. He was a big guy. Uh, uh, he was uh, a main uh, event WrestleMania too. B- and Nia Jackson. Oh, that's why she hasn't, then, has she? Yeah. Son of a gun. All right, okay, okay. I'll give it to her. I'll give it to her. But, you know, they don't strive for that. So I agree with you when, as far as she being involved in, in, rest, in Hall of Fame, but also thinking that she, I think that some wrestlers, women wrestlers going into the industry at that need to know their niche. Am I going to manager type of wrestling guy or am I a wrestler? Yeah, you gotta know it. You I gotta like Lana you know. would be a no, good right. man, a manager. She was pretty good at it, big time. Um, you know who else? And she's making a comeback, but you know she doesn't do good as wrestlers. She could always be a manager. Huh? Eva Marie. Ooh, yeah, exactly. I agree. Eva Marie's making a comeback now, right? She has the look, but I'm sorry, her in ring action sucks. It sucks. It's not. It's not crisp. It's not yeah, passionate. That's what I was going to say. When you're not passionate about something, you're not going to be really good at it. I know. So why is she wrestling? Oh, why is she Manny Manny? Or is she hmm? wrestling? She's wrestling? You guys are wrestling? We don't even know. Because <laughs> he hasn't made her return yet. But <laughs> oh, she's yeah. She's, making bre- she's just doing promo. Oh, she's okay. doing her looks. Oh, mm, look at my boobs. Look at my body. Look at my butt. Okay. Look at my arms. Look at my legs. Look at my hair. Look at my look. My okay, face. Okay. Like, okay. That's all she's doing. Okay. Look at my outfits. They're tighter than the last one I wore. But she <laughs> hasn't like gone into the ring and shown like, hey, you know, I could. I'm. I've been tra- training for this now. Nope. Okay. Okay. I have not seen it one uh, thing in the ring. Just asking. Just curious. Weird. <laughs> okay. So yeah, but it's kind of weird. She's a good talker though. Yeah, I agree. So let's leave it at that. Uh, otherwise, for Macho Man fans like myself, he is like my fourth best wrestler. Fifth. Top five, I think. Yeah, because I, I would have to say what I have on there. I got Stone Cold. No, no, no. Sorry. Number one, hmm. Sting. Stone Cold. Oh, watch him, man. No, Chris Benoit. Sorry, apologize. Chris Benoit's mm-hmm. my number three. Mm-hmm. The Rock. Okay, yeah, watch him, man. Watch him, man. Number five. Yeah. Mine are still like all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can do a top five. I got yeah. you. Yeah. As, in, as in Zach the Max top five. Yeah. Uh, not too relevant. <laughs> but if I had to do a top five, just maybe greatest so far. Uh, definitely top of the totem pole would be Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Right behind him would be Shawn Michaels for me. Outbreak kid. Very then good. there's obviously The Rock. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. because we lie, we cheat, we steal. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. Very good. <laughs> R.I.P. Very good. And um, honestly, just because I was part of some of the wave. 
But at the same time, I think he's the reason I kind of stopped watching wrestling, but it would be John Cena. Because I, I was there for his uprising. Yeah. And it was very offsetting. True. But I seen him win a belt. Uh-huh. And then, and I say maybe he's the reason because I don't know, wrestling just got kind of fishy after that for me. So, mm-hmm. but I respect the come up because I seen the come up on John Cena. So, and I just, for right now, that'd be my top five. I wouldn't, wouldn't change too much. Um, that would just be it. Very good. But I respect the classics. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I heard it's always going to be number one. Too. Right. Right. I heard it in The Rock would be like number one and two. Right, right, right. You know. Now, who would win a wrestling match between my Sting, Stone Cold, and your Bret Hart? Whoa. Who would win? My Stone Cold, definitely. 100%. No, oh. Bret Hart is beating both of your guys. Oh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I think Stinger, Pla- Stinger Splash is going Stinger all Splash around the goddamn ring. Let's put it that way, okay? Definitely. Someone's yeah. getting the Scorpio Deathlock. Bret okay? Hart's definitely not tapping out. Uh, I don't know what Scorpio yeah, Deathlock had from Bret. Bret just punched those legs. Bro, Stone Cold's <laughs> coming <laughs> in with stunners, bro. So you guys right. get up. Oh, Stone Cold tried stunning Bret Hart. Bret Hart popped him right in the head. Very true. Very true. Very true. Passed out in the ring. Oh, that's a good question. Mm, okay, bro. Very good question, Tony. I got you. TLC. TLC. Triple threat. Because yeah. I know Bert would have to be. I think that would Sting would be the main good guy. Mm-hmm. This would be all around good guys. Actually, to be honest, yeah, this is just more. Like, this both, is an eagle thing. This is an yeah. okay, eagle now, thing. We're talking. We're talking NWA Sting, or we're talking no NWO NWO versus. Yeah. No, or, not Wolfpack. No, no we're no. talking Red Mask thing. No, I'm talking. That's Wolfpack. <laughs> okay, so that's Wolf. Okay, so so not Wolfpack. I'm talking mm-hmm. right before Wolfpack. Okay. Before now, right when he was facing NWO, his prime. Okay. The Crow Sting. The Crow Sting. Yes. Okay. See, that's the best. That is the by far the best one. For Stone Cold, I had to go with uh, WrestleMania 15 Stone Cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that's I, when he was at his best, right there. Right after he won the title from Shawn Michaels, but yeah. then that yeah. whole fi- his final way year with The Rock. Yes. Yeah. 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 On his way. On his, Hart, way. on his way. Damn. The best version of Bret Hart would be the one that beat um, the one that he was in the midst of his wrestling matches with. Just to Shawn be Michaels. Real quick on Stone Cold. That. Um, well, I'm talking Stone Cold, like when he brought the milk truck to the side of the that room. Is, yeah, that's okay. Just make sure. Yeah, that, yeah. you're 15. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yes. WrestleMania 12. Okay, WrestleMania 12. Okay. Because even though he lost to Shawn Michaels, but I man, think that was the best. So crisp. Like, um, so on point. After losing to that one, he came into 13, and yeah. it was just like that's true. Heck uh, of a Bret Hart I love his kicks. Yeah, I think what, one thing yeah. I like is about Bret Hart is the way he kicked. The way I he like, kicked people. Yeah. It was the snap. It was the the force that he looked like he was giving it to the yeah. kick and whatnot, yeah. and that I appreciate. That, I think that's I respect, one I dope. I respect his passion and, and his mm-hmm. dedication. I know that that yeah. guy definitely had a mm-hmm. yes. Other than like Benoit and Angle, Bret mm-hmm. was that other guy, like the only guy out there I could think of that could put that sharpshooter on you at any moment. Yeah, yeah, and Agreed. it's hard because it's hard to to do something like that because you had to grab both legs. Mm-hmm. You had to catch both legs and prepare them. Ingo, yep. mm-hmm. all you had to do is grab the ankle, flip you over. Benwell, all you had to do is grab your arm and drop you. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Yes. But the reason why Brahart is hard is because you, you gotta have catch to... you and then you gotta you gotta bend them. You gotta hurry yeah. up and put like kind of like a, like when you're roping roping a cow. You gotta yeah. hurry up and rope it up and then turn you over. Once you catch it, and you gotta lock it in. Why, and yes. That's it. The reason why I like Brahart <laughs> More than like any other technical technical wrestler, even today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reason why Bret Hart was just one of my favorites mm-hmm. is something him him and Ric Flair do in the ring. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that Flair and Bret Hart does in any match they do is they work on somebody's legs. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. On something. It's always something. But yes, I agree. Yes, the legs. Yeah. Particularly because of the move that they're going to be pulling off at the end of the match to prep you up and say, oh, it's going to be there. And you're going to tap out to it. Yeah, and exactly. That's one thing that's died in the industry is nobody. Let's you'll see Daniel Bryan going after somebody's arm and tiring out that arm. Exactly. Because you know he's going to put you in the freaking yeah. arm lock. But if he tired out your arm, it makes more sense why your arm is tiring and why you want to tap. Because mm-hmm. you can't handle it hurts. Thank oh, you. Anthony did it to me. Anthony the kid did Thank it. Thank you. Times. It very hurts. Yeah. Hell yes, it did. <laughs> and the neck. Especially <laughs> on the neck when you got to do the cross face. Oh, very knuckle. A lot of knuckle movement. A lot of knuckle movement. Thank you. And he got rub. Yeah. You got to rub that knuckle on the head like, I just hurts, man. Get it home. Okay. You know, like... <laughs> I remember, I think I showed you that match. Bret Hart against oh. Chris Benoit was pretty crazy. Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was good. That was good. I love Chris Benoit's chops. His chops are, no lie, the best chops. Right across the chest. Oh, my God. And the God. best pace they had. To yes. Make. And they yeah. slip. Very good. Uh, <laughs> off topic again. Freaking <laughs> A, man. You go go crazy when it talks about this stuff. It's very passionate. This That's what it is. Um, otherwise, as far as Macho Man's career, I would like to... Totally appreciate his career. Besides of anything, what the A&E show showed you or told you about his career, his career as a wrestler was phenomenal. One of the greats, by far for sure. Very passionate about his, his lifestyle. Uh, as far as his outside of life, a lot of people had very negative things to say. I don't think, when it came to outside his life, it was very hard to get somebody to say something positive besides his younger brother uh, talking about their their lifestyle, but but then again, all those people I have that are talking bad about Macho Man, they all have negative stuff in their closets too. They thank you. About. Look at Hogan, gorgeous George. Look at her shit. Yeah, freaking Bubba, uh, Bubba the Love, dumbass. I haven't yeah. heard gorgeous George. You didn't even <laughs> see. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. Like it's like no other. No, that's why you know wow. you can't really just pinpoint that Macho Man without thinking of all these people who what they've done too. Right. Exactly. So it's it's one one thing to say, but I think Macho Man for sure was a dope guy, and that, that's yeah. for all reasons. That's my Halloween costume for this year, Macho Man. Oh, cool! I'll go as McFoley again. That's cool. Cause yeah. then, cause Cindy says she's in a. Ma- si- I'm gonna go Clo- with Clo-s- Clo-s- Hey! Hey! Fifty apples spin on somebody. That'll be dope. You need a shirt though. Say you need a Hawaiian so shirt now. Yeah. Yes, Hawaiian I got gotcha. you. That is dope. That'll fit you. That's there so you funny. go. I'm done with it. Yeah. Let's do a comic con. Do a wrestling thing. Fuck yeah, that'll be cool. I got you guys. You and then uh, yeah. what's it called? Close says she's gonna go as Elizabeth. So I'm like, oh, oh even like better that. for me. I'm like, oh yeah, Men are prime. Give me glittery and stuff. Ooh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's pretty cool. Uh, all in all, watch that. Definitely watch any episode of Macho Man. Um, it's highly recommended, regardless, if anything. Um, moving on to Booker T story. Booker T story is dope. No lie, by far one of the most underrated African American wrestlers oh, in this good, industry. Is it good? No lie. Is it good? Did not know his path at all whatsoever in the industry. He went for sure when he was wrestling in Texas. A lot of racism. Well, it, I'm yeah, actually kind of happy that it showed that aspect and how he had to overcome that in the wrestling industry. Yeah. In my mindset, I think he had it worse er than The Rock did. Wow! So I think he had a very a hard of a road. If but I the, may tune in on that, yeah, um, it's definitely different when you are mixed with a certain race rather mm-hmm. than a full blooded race. Thank you. Just to yeah, yes, 
So I think with him was it just it was a telltelling story. His mom died when he was nine years old, if I'm not mistaken. Um, went in for a rent, like a normal routine surgery on her back. Then mm. had complications and she didn't come out. Yeah. And it was rough. And she was the breadwinner of anything. So I know he and his sisters were, you know, struggling. They had their, their last thing as much as they could in the house where they had to have candles as light. Eventually, barely any food. And, you know, it was, I could tell this guy went through the grind. Mm-hmm. And you, when you see him, the fact that he's so happy, he's so energetic, he's so cheesy, just goes to show that it didn't, he didn't let it get to him. He was going to work. He's a really he's a workhorse. That boy worked his ass off to get to where he was today. Yeah. Yes, he had uh, crazy things. He did have a crazy thing about his older son, um, with not really his first wife. It was actually in general just like a baby mama thing. Oh. Uh, like he he generally was there for his son. Don't I don't think his son could lie about that. But the fact that his son chose a different path and went negative. Ended up in prison. Still is to this day. I believe he's in prison right now. Wow. Booker T doesn't shed light from that. That's still my son. I'm going to still be there for him. I'm still going to go visit him. I'm going to still pray for him. I'm going to still wow. stay, say nothing but positive free my things guy. about him. And he admits his faults. I was probably wasn't there like I should have been it's during that time frame that he needed me, which then in turn led to him down the road that I was going down. But for me, I had someone else to put me somewhere else. My son... I wasn't there for him that way. Yeah. Someone else wasn't there. So he knows that mistake, which was one thing I respect about Booker T. So this story just made me more <laughs> re- made me realize more why I respected him. And no lie, why he's in my top 10 wrestling list. No lie. Like a natural performer on his way to, like he literally started off being a tag team guy. With mm-hmm. his brother? Yeah, with his brother. Yeah, yeah I remember that. You can really that. tell the Harlem Heat was their creation. Their look, the the way they met, they coerced their their outfits and stuff like that with the heat and stuff like it was organic and like real. It was their creation. It was the best creation ever. I think Harlem Heat should. It's I think in general is a top ten <laughs> wrestling tag team industry of all time. No lie. I think they should be in top ten for anybody because, because Harlem they, Heat they won multiple championships. Thank you. When it gets the Steiner brothers when they're yeah. in their prime, and they've. Uh, I think, and of course, they won in WCW. I'm not sure if they won in any other company. I can't think of. Well, they didn't wrestle. Well, yeah, other, smaller companies, no, the ones that were going up. Into himself, by himself, into. And WCW was yeah. their main, their when their he, next main industry they went to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He switched over there. He was by himself. Yeah, so it was like that was cool, <clears throat> and it was you could really tell when you saw back then when you saw tag teams. You knew the one wrestler that was going to get a push. I was actually a big Booker T fan. When I watched Harlem Heat, I was more of a Booker T fan than Stevie Ray. Yes. Just because became... he had the kick. He had the jump kicks that he kick. did. The yeah. scissor kick, jump yeah, kick, or whatever yeah. they did. That was dope. Yeah. And then the other thing I liked about him was, uh, I think back then his finisher was that jump kick. Yes. Not the scissors one. He had a different one where he jumps up and he'll hit you with his, like, with only Kind of like a famous sir. Kind of yeah. like a famous sir that, well, eventually, what's-his-face was doing, Billy Gunn. Yeah, but yeah. instead of, like, landing on you and stuff like that, he had a, like, okay, how do I put it? He would jump up, and he would, like, hit you with his, uh... Thigh type With of... his thigh. Mm-hmm. He would jump and kick you with his thigh, and you just fall to the floor and he would pin you. Yeah, mm. Another yes. finisher he had was a top row missile dropkick. Yeah, what is what, uh, what is Stevie, with Stevie Ray. Picked yeah. him up, boom, done, done. And then he did it on his own later on. I was like, oh, 
I was wondering if he could pull it off by himself. Yeah, he's remember. still good. Yeah. And you look at his physique, that dude has some really long legs, long arms, small, small torso, yeah, but still sure. built. Like, it was weird. He had a weird body shape, and you still see it to this day. Mm-hmm. His long, his freaking arms are long as hell. <laughs> his legs look long as hell, but yet his, uh, like, his midsection body is, like, tiny. Like, it's mm-hmm. little. And that's mm-hmm. weird. And, and then, uh, of course, he had the crazy <coughs> seven, best of seven matches with Chris Benoit. Uh-huh. Oh, that was oh, freaking cr- That was dope. Wow. Was dope Why is that? I totally forgot about that Why one. Why did they just that- drop in my whole memory right now? Yeah, that That's was crazy. dope. Crazy. That I was really watching cool. those. I remember switching the channel every day. Like, I was watching Raw. I, yeah, go ahead. And I would switch the channel just to see what time are these two going to face yeah, each other. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember watching, like, the third one. And I was like, these guys fighting for <laughs> Like, these guys are like going at it. <laughs> I Love remember it. that. Love it. it. And that was the, I was in the prime when I watched it. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was crazy. And Benoit would put him in those, like, suplexes. And, yeah. and then you're like, oh, the damn. Thing. Benoit's got him. And then Booker T would, like, come out cool. of nowhere. Hit him with the yeah. Boom, win it. And then Benoit started to tie up because it was like, I think it was two or three and oh for yeah. Booker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Benoit makes the comeback mm-hmm. and wins three. And then they had to do the last one. And that's when Bret Hart like knocks Booker T out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Benoit, like, wow. he sees what happened. Bret Hart's like, pin him, you know, do it. It's yours. like, yeah, bro, I got you. And then Benoit tells the ref, he's like, no, no, I can't do it. You know, I can't pin Booker T. He's like, give him the belt. Bret Hart knocked him out. You know, give Booker T the belt. That's crazy. So then Booker T finds out about it. Forget about that. And then Booker T tells Benoit, I can't take the belt because I didn't beat you fair and square and you didn't beat me fair and square. Right. Mm -hmm. So they had to have one, the seventh match, finally, like the eighth match. They went eight match at a pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Down, dude, each one of those seven matches, I never seen any two other guys do pull somebody that off. Yeah, yeah seriously. And it also shed light on Booker T. Like he had a really dope. I don't. He just. It was. That's what I mean. Like he is underrated when it comes to mm-hmm. his creativity inside the ring, being an entertainer, and the fact that he was a really dope wrestler inside the ring. Like he was entertaining. WWE kind of like made him into like. Kind of like, but he pulled it off. It made him gimmicky. Yes, I agree yeah. with you. But he pulled it off. The freaking King Booker or whatever that he did. Yeah. That little gimmick that he did. No lie, was so gold dust. That was messing with gold dust. Yeah, messing with gold dust. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That That's, yeah, remember he's like, they were like, uh, yeah, I remember that. Obi One <laughs> Kenobi. Is this Obi One Kenobi? He does say Obi or something like that. Something like Along Obi Book or oh, Book Kenobi. <laughs> Call me Obi. One book Kenobi, oh and he's like, God. "I'm up." You feel me? And he's like, yeah, and he's like so playing weird. that. That little promo part was very so funny. Weird. Like it just, yeah, he got like Team Booker goes. What was it called? I don't even remember. I, don't know. I remember the era though. Oh, man, I forgot the name of it because they because they went from the Golden Truth that used to be. The Golden Book or something. I forgot the name of Booker T. It was yeah, their little their little faction that they were together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It was different. But it was entertaining nonetheless. That was a a random duo that mm-hmm. was paired with each other that pulled out on top. And that and this is one thing about the show that I noticed watching it, and you can we can re-listen to it anytime. That he never Booker never praised Vince. Booker never mentioned Vince at all. And Vince was really never involved in anything, except for the simple fact of when he brought on Booker was the fact that he was Vince himself was praising Booker, but you never saw Booker saying, 
oh, you know, I owe it all to Vince and I appreciate Vince for giving me the opportunity. Da, da, da. No. It was more or less of like, more or less like, I don't know what they're going to do with me, but whatever it was, I'm going to bust my ass off. I was shocked that they pulled me and used me in that aspect. Wow. And they almost could have dropped them. And this is the one thing I didn't know was when he went against Snow Cold, when he his debut, he comes out over the rope, over the crowd, through the crowd, after WCW bought, got bought from Vince. Comes in. You remember when he picks up Stone Cold, drops him on the freaking, uh, uh, what's it called? The announce table? Yeah. At That was at the point where Stone Cold messed up his back again. Oh, wow. So that's why Stone Cold couldn't wrestle for that time period. He was doing more promos with freaking uh, Booker T as well as like uh, Kurt Angle at that moment, too, when they were kind of having their yeah, mixtures. He wasn't in the ring as much. No. And it was because he messed up his back. So a lot of the wrestlers back then... We're like, bro, how are you going to come up in here? You're going to hurt our number one guy. Oh, you hurt our guy. So they thought it was a WCW versus WWE clash. Oh. But Stone Cold had to be like, he's like, at first, he's like, I don't know what's up with this guy. I don't know if he was too hyped up or what's going on. But I don't like, I don't know if I should trust him now. Like, he goes in, and I'm getting hurt. When you got a wrestler that comes in that's dangerous like that, you don't, you don't want him in the industry. So you had the opportunity of cutting him. So now it was like. Okay, well, let's give him a chance. Let's give him one more shot. And guess what then happened when they came to the whole crossing pass between each other? You got the freaking grocery store. Yeah, skins. that's true. So it's like... <laughs> there were more than just a grocery store. You also faced him at... Uh, it was at a bingo hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah bingo, bingo hall. hall. <laughs> wow. He was like, bingo, like, what? And then he this chased them yeah. uh, to a uh, freaking church. Yes. Yeah. Because Booker T was like confessing. He's like, what do I do? <laughs> he like looks over. <laughs> so much. It's his look, too. It's entertaining. He's like, <laughs> it's his eyes. Like, what? And then he wow. like, he That's runs funny. out of I remember the church. That. Yeah. And so Stone Cold does too. Mm-hmm. They're about to fight, and the nun like pops out of nowhere, and they're like, oh, oh hi, guys. And oh, hey, sister. And then it's like, <laughs> Oh, you guys are here to help. And Booker T's like, you know, yep. You know, I'll see here to help you out, all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so wow. it's like, it just go, like, it just made more sense. And I think if it wasn't, I feel like if it wasn't really for Stone Cold, like saying, like, let's just give him one more chance, I Booker T would have never went out. And I think that's what Booker T kind of also praised. Like, you know, that's one thing about Austin that I appreciate is the fact that he gave me the chance to work with him. And I think after that, he was able to work with The Rock. Undertaker and everyone started kind of believing and trusting into Booker T and we're like, all right, this is actually he's actually good. He's good mm-hmm. to work with. And no lie, it was phenomenal. Like I remember when Booker T went out with The Rock, like he's like, Who the hell are you? And he's like, It doesn't matter yeah. who you are. Booker T's like, Tell me, you didn't just say that. It's like <laughs> it's like that whole connection was like even even awesome because he was like, And you stole the your rock bottom? You stole that from me? So now you're like using the bookend or whatever. So it's like, oh, it was, I think with Booker T, he's an underrated type of wrestler that we don't praise enough just because it was awesome. The best entertainer during that time frame. It was was really cool. And he was the one wrestler that was created from WCW in the sense of like him doing his own work and making to the top, being a phenomenal champion. Making over to WWE and still raising to the top and becoming a champion and still being the best in that. So I, I like that. Anything he brought to him, I appreciate for sure. No lie. And I'm glad that um, when Harlem Heat got inducted, that him and Stevie Ray got their 
connection back again as brothers since they lost it for a little bit. Same thing with um, him and his wife. I don't think uh, that's another thing that's pretty crazy that he his wife was a nitro girl. Did not know that. Mm. Wow. Totally forgot that she was a nitro girl. I think the only guy that married a nitro girl so far that I know of is uh, Shawn Michaels married a nitro girl. True. Wow. True. Yes. yes. His wife's a nitro girl. Um, Booker T married a nitro girl. Yes. And DDP's uh, ex-wife was a nitro girl. Yeah. She was like the leader of the She team. was the, the brunette that was yeah. on there. Yep. I agree. And who else was a nitro girl? Misty? I can't. Uh, I forgot. Oh, Gil Kim. Gil Kim. Gil yeah, Kim. there you go. She was a Nitro girl. She's the only Nitro girl in history that's be, actually a world champion as a wrestler. Wow. Yes. And yes. went to TNA and became champion. And she's a decent time. wrestler at that. She's a dope wrestler. No, yeah. I, I agree. But yeah. So otherwise, that's pretty much about it. I think that was pretty cool about the Booker's T's end. Uh, we talked about King Booker. Uh, and then I guess he just earned his respect in the locker room between everybody. And so five time championships. I mean, six, 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 six. world six. heavyweight, world heavyweight. Yeah. He was wow. five time going in because from WCW, but then they actually let him win one in WWE and became and became champion. Yeah, twice. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> because he was four time in WWE. He won one going into WWE. That's how he. Oh, that's why he's five time. He was kept doing. Yeah. Because yeah, he lost the world title. Five time. Five time. I forget how he beat for, though. But yeah. he lost the world title. Mm-hmm. Comes back and he beats somebody with the book, and I believe, and he pins him and wins his fifth belt. Yeah. Wow, and that's okay. how he started doing the five time thing. Yeah. But yeah. Because I remember at his peak with the five time is when. He was, when I remember him coming out, is he came out with the big flames and he just that that five hand stand. Yeah, and he exactly. Just stand there at the top and then look at you in his hand. So I, I know he was a five time. It was his look. Yeah. I just love his look. I now the six. I'm not clear though. If you yeah. six yeah. is when he won the world title over uh, Undertaker. I think if not Undertaker, it was uh, Bradshaw. I think no, it wasn't Bradshaw. I think it was Rey Mysterio actually. Oh, really. Interesting match. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think that's an interesting collision. It was a world championship match, and I think they cheated Mysterio out of the belt. I forgot. Mm. Somebody he beat, and I think somebody helped him win it because mm. by that time, Booker T was like the bad guy. Okay, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, re- I remember definitely five time champ. I remember him saying that too. I remember holding a belt. Actually, you're right, uh, director. He might have been holding a belt saying that he was a five time going into his sixth. Now that I think about it, so he beat Jared for one. Yeah, um, I think he. I forgot who he beat for the second one. He beat Gilbert for the second one. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't he know beat about Steiner this. for two. He's an eleven-time WCW Tag Team Champion, okay, a yeah. six-time World Champion, six. Okay, and he's a world. He's a King of the Ring for sure, which made him the whole King of the Ring ass thing. Oh, hell, King Booker. Yeah, exactly. That's so right. now my thing That's is the whole. The air, yeah. yeah. He had that pinky thing going mm-hmm. on yeah, he for came a while. Out with like a, like, yeah, he came on the whole like robe chalice thing. I think of all the kings that have been uh, King of the Ring, he's like the best one to do it. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, so too. Definitely, definitely. And he embraced it and he made it his own. I think that's one cool thing. And then I that's think. That's what you got to do, man. <laughs> oh my God, he was in TNA? Yeah. Oh, I did not know he that. He made the uh, Legends okay. Championship in TNA. I don't think oh. it's there anymore. I think they got rid of that. Uh, what? He won the TNA World Tag Team Championships with Scott Steiner. Wow. They were part of the main event mafia. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, Sting created his own, uh, not even Sting, I think it was Samoa. Either Samoa or or Sting created it. Mm-hmm. They created a group called the main event mafia where they had Sting, Kurt Angle, oh. uh, Kevin Nash, Scott Steiner and Booker T. Wow. And Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe. 
Damn. He had like your very own version of NWO, but yeah. with like world champions and with like a more nostalgic. Uh, yeah, wow, that's cool. They were yeah. coming out with suits and everything. They were like just a straight up mafia. Oh, that's dope! <laughs> Shout out to them. Impact, but mm-hmm. Impact was going on for our yes. And then Sting and Kurt Angle had the first ever like in TNA uh, empty arena match. I remember. Uh, I remember Kurt Angle going at TNA. I remember that thing. Yeah, that was pretty rough. That was actually pretty cool at that point. I remember that being. It was. It was actually going good. I can't find it. I like hearing those theme song in TNA. Right. It was actually more intense, to be honest. And his entrance too, when he was just rising up. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. And coming up, and he was just like, boom! My fireworks went off. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Otherwise, Booker, Booker T, you got you got your own wrestling thing that you're coming up with. Yes, and it's actually looking pretty dope. I think you have uh, one heck of a career going forward. I think he's actually going to be a really... I think Bianca Belair is one of his students. Really? Yeah, look it up. Interesting there. Very interesting, but that's a good one. Now, otherwise, we're moving on to Shawn Michaels. Last but not least, Shawn Michaels. Second favorite wrestler. Now, in this particular A&E... He's like my number five on top five. In, in general, in, in this midst of uh, wrestling at, um, thing, I guess, with him, there's really nothing we don't know about him for sure just because of same thing as Stone Cold. His life story has been told just like Stone Cold in the midst of everything just because of promo things. But all in all, I think what you get out of this is more respect for him of being a wrestler and him becoming a person, becoming a better person with the relationship with him and with Triple H. As far as like him being so drugged out, he had to get help from Triple H, and he had to pretty much be babysitted by him through all the years. And you get the understanding and respect from Triple H for being there for him. And then you understood why when they had their little dispute and why they're like, bro, man, I'm I'm done with you. I'm done. I'm done. I reached my limit with you. You've done so much. We've tried to tell you to get off of it. I'm done. You got to go. So it's... it. It's just, I mean, it's the same. It's really the same thing. It's the same band told all over again. They talked about the Gymnati thing and all that stuff, whatever. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else they could go anywhere with that guy. It's just that it's except for he's he's a phenomenal wrestler. One of the best for sure. Definitely one of the best. Uh, when it when it comes to him being involved in TNA right now, not TNA, uh, in, uh, NXT. NXT. He's obviously a. a a person of interest of why a lot of these wrestlers are making their matches more greater than they they need to be in general. Like, they're really going out there and trying their best to be the best that they can. Well, yeah, he actually had a wrestling school, too. Exactly, and which brought up Daniel Bryan, yeah. which I did not know Daniel Bryan was involved in that. I, yeah. thought Di- I thought Daniel Bryan just crossed paths with him when Daniel Bryan was coming up and, uh, like, another his outside thing. Like, I felt like it was just... Shawn Michaels seeing him and saying, hey, man, you're looking pretty good, son. I didn't know that. I did not know that he was involved in that. So, otherwise, I don't know. Otherwise, there's really nothing else. I'm going to look at it later. Otherwise, there's really nothing else that you can say about Shawn Michaels. What else? I mean, what else? What else do you think they're going to say? They just brought up the relationship between anything. But, oh, well, I don't know. Well, okay, yeah, go ahead. You brought up already the the how Triple H helped them, though, you said? Yeah. But, I mean, the run with... D Generation X, you could say about him, was just very enthusiastic and very entertaining. True. Um, they 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 turned the whole generation on to suck it, 
<laughs> Got me suspended. <laughs> See? Jack He's uh, actually the only wrestler in history to uh-huh. actually be the leader of both DX mm-hmm. and NWO. Oh. Shout out to that. He was a leader Which is NWO? weird. He was yeah. a leader of NWO. Yeah. Yeah, because when Hulk Hogan left NWO, Nash needed a new leader. Well, even at that, when Hogan and Scott Hall left, oh, Kevin yeah. Nash needed some backup. So he got... X Pac, of course, that involved yeah. in the NWO. Mm-hmm. They're like, but we also need someone else. So now he needs Shawn Michaels. So I'm like, that's actually pretty interesting. He also ended Ric Flair's career. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was yeah. a good match. They With mentioned the that too. Music to the face. Uh-huh. I got that you guys. Was, I got relevancy. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> Shawn Michaels that actually, is that guy. Shawn Michaels is that guy. That actually blows my mind and where that match led to and how. Like how it just came out, like it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think I like that, that was part of it. I like how he made uh, relics for him and required too. Yeah, uh, he did. Wow. Match. Yeah, like he did. a commemorative thing, like you know, mm-hmm. thank you for letting me be the guy to like end your career. Here's a mm-hmm. Rolex. Yeah, his mm-hmm. career. Yeah, I <laughs> talk about that. Other than that, that's all I got. That <laughs> I think <laughs> another thing I could talk about would be uh, the fact that when he, like, he actually had a boyhood dream, dude. As a wrestler, he. uh when he was a kid, you know, growing up, he went on and he told Bret Hart, like, if it wasn't for Bret Hart winning the WWE Championship, mm-hmm. he never thought he would win it himself. Oh, wow. See? So, yeah. when he won the belt off of Bret Hart, he was like, the oh, real yeah. tears and everything because he, he's like, you know, I finally got the one dream I've always wanted. You know? Okay. So in speaking of tears, is what I think mm-hmm. that I, I related to him is because the match with the... Uh, Ric Flair, one of my most iconic scenes of him is when he was <laughs> winding up that switch music. Oh. You know? And he was like, yeah! <laughs> you remember that? He mouthed it to him. Like, I love you, man. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to hit you in the mouth right now, but you know. It's so, fun. and to bring up tears, yeah, I think that, you know, the Heartbreak Kid brought a lot of emotions. You I know, like how that then the finish for, like, even Shawn Michaels had his own finish where Ticker, like, looked at him. He was like, you know, stay down. Yeah. yeah. Right, looks at right. him. Shawn gets up. He does a throat <laughs> cut thing, like he's like, "Finish me!" Yeah, yeah. I think it's like, "I can't, man." And it Sean just smacks him, and you're just like, "Oh, it's over." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That emotion, guess, Sean brings that emotion there. I exactly. Think. I feel like that's where you you get from him. Like you, yeah. he brings you involved in the match, and the entertaining is why yeah. you are so intrigued. The fact that he's one of the best you entertainers. Knew when he was tired, you knew when he was energetic. Thank you. Knew you. When he was done, you and when, when he, was... he brought it out, yeah. that's the, the um, smart move. The way I'm going to put it is that Sean wasn't telling you a story. Yeah. What Sean was doing, he was putting a whole damn movie inside that ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. from from as soon as that music drops, and he to leaves the a ring until he... he leaves that ring. So much, so organic of a music theme song for that guy. <laughs> to be honest, thank you. <laughs> I did not know what's her face. I totally keep forgetting that what's Shirley, her name. Shirley. Oh damn it! I can't the spider looking woman that she looks like Spider Woman or whatever. Like she could be the perfect one. Like it's Jerry just, Montel. Yeah, it's Jerry. Just, March Teller since I can't I'm sorry, Ow, I'm not good with names but the Hall of Famer sensational girl. Sherry okay <clears throat> yeah I like that one I'm she's sure like very that's her actual name yeah exactly it's like, okay, weird yeah. it's weird that she's like she's the girl voice in that one but mm-hmm. it, there's two different versions it's that version and then also it's just his version but uh-huh. her his version still has her saying sexy boy yeah. and he's just yeah. like comments he's like I'm not your boy yeah yeah so yeah. it's like mm, it goes I remember so, one of them when uh, Triple H calls Shawn Michaels <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so the phone, you know, the phone rings on for Shawn Michaels when he's not answering. It rings. Then the machine picks up and it's like, I'm not right. I, I'm not right. I think it says, I'm not around. 
but just leave your message. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can, I will call you around. I'm just a sexy boy. <laughs> so Yo, if I can make that my That's voice crazy. Right now, That'd be dope. I don't like That'd be cool. Let me cry a little bit. That's funny. Yeah, I yeah, it was like when Triple H, you had to look up Triple H calling Shawn Michaels, and it's like the theme song he had when he's calling him. Yeah, I like. I think it's just he's had a hell of a career. Um, I think of all people, like you could tell, he had a redemption when it came to being such an asshole in the industry, a uh, pain in the ass back then. Annoyance, kind of. Yeah, thank you. Like everyone really hated him, but respected him once they got into the ring with him. Mm-hmm. But then now it's like totally doing a freaking one eighty and saying I'm t- a whole different person. Everyone's praising him, even though I feel like there's still some animosity between him and The Rock. You know what I mean? Possible. The Rock, I think Sean was trying to actually run The Rock's career because yeah. he yeah. wanted Triple H to rise. Yes. Yeah, I can see that. I can agree with that too. As Sean Michaels, so, yeah. I and feel- they were trying to convince Bret Hart to like beat The Rock and Bret Hart's like, you know, they're like, you got to beat him. Bret Hart's like, no, I can't, you know, I can't run this kid's career. So I think Bret Hart got disqualification over it. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. So look, that brings up my point. I felt like, I felt like at the point of it when Sean Michaels was at kind of at his peaking is that they kind of tried to compare. I remember they tried to kind of compare their popularity to each other, and I looked at it as two. Is like you don't you don't have to compare them, bro. It's like it's two different eras. I think though, because Shawn Michaels, not that he's been there more than The Rock, but I think that he had more relevancy at the time. Yeah. But it, The Rock is more historic at the time, mm-hmm. and I don't think that. I mean, I, not that you're wrong, but I just think that like Shawn Michaels. If I were to put myself in his shoes, it's probably like I don't even want to mess with the guy. Put it that way. True. He's like, because he's, he's just a milestone. And, like, I think Triple H is the boss, but I can only do so much, I feel like. And I, I, I think he did the right thing, shit, to take a DQ and step down, bro. I mean, do what you got to do. I think, yeah. you know. I, this was way before uh, Triple H was dating Stephanie, though. Exactly. Uh, yeah, 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 it was yeah. actually in the midst of him. Eh, it was still with China, but kind of transitioning over to... So, yeah. You know, having some intriguingness when he sees but Stephanie that, walk around. But like, that, I think that's just mm-hmm. a whole different side note because huh. Triple H is a new boot job. Looks good. It's, I think Triple H is <laughs> his own top dog in his own way. I think that's a whole different yeah situation too. Because yeah. Yeah, I can't take that away from him. I mean, if you think about wrestlers who have slept on their way to the top, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but it's the truth. You know, I don't want to say bad or anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, there are wrestlers out there who dated the dude, like, that was at the top, mm-hmm. or even the dude who dated, you know... Um, the woman at top. And, and you're right, and I say top. top dog loosely, like, not like he was, like, a best wrestler. I say top dog because, like, he kind of put his self in that position, right? Like, yeah, I, I remember him it. being like, oh, he's dating her now. He's like, oh, well, he's, you know, but he's bossing it, up. And it, that's exactly had, like, the time like, period. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the time period where he was getting the grunt work of the industry because of yeah. the whole clique. The yeah. whole incident where behind the ropes, they broke the fourth wall. You can't mess with Shawn Michaels because he's champion. You can't yeah. mess with Kevin Ash and Scott Hall because yeah. they left, they're gone. You can't mess with The Rock because they're them. You can't mess with Stone Cold because he's in and out. So you now you got to, I'm your mess up yeah. guy. You got to mess around with me. So now when you're kind of niche of now I want to be tag teams with Shawn Michaels and then mm-hmm. right when he leaves, yeah. what's left for me now? Right. Okay, I'm going to have my own DX, but you're still not giving me the push that I deserve. Mm. So who? Yeah. Who am I gonna who am I gonna talk to? Who am I gonna mm-hmm. who am I gonna help yeah. myself yeah. go up? <laughs> China. 
Mm. Right, you know what I'm saying? It, it was kind of just like where he just kind of fell into that. Let let you let you yeah. be with Eddie Guerrero. Let you work with her, him, so that way your time away from me can now have me more open for. Actually, mm-hmm. he was already with Stephanie when uh, China did a, a Guerrero thing. You think so? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Was that wasn't that the same time? No. no. Well, it, but but I feel either like it was. <laughs> was when he dated Stephanie is when he became world champion. Yeah, that was the same thing. The same time as she won the women's champion. I feel like it's that. That's what I mean. Like I feel like it's in the same time frame. I think we gotta look at that in depth. That's what I say. That's what I say. On the mix, on all different pages. It's like a train. It's like a chain reaction of everything. Because you look, you see how we're getting into it. Because you can't really talk about Shawn Michaels without bringing up Triple H. Thank you. Or China. That's what we're getting at right now. See. That's what now we're getting we get into, at. Now we get into yeah. the cheating aspect of things. That's man. how we're getting at. So that's he's a dog. He's different... dirty. He's a dirty hoe. Yeah. Um, that's what... <laughs> but, uh, so otherwise. With that being said. Yes. With that being said, Shawn Michaels uh, had a, one hell of a career. Mm-hmm. I think I think it was very smart for him to choose Triple H to, when he decided to come back mm-hmm. to rest the match to give that final match of saying, all right, man, me and you. Yeah, let's, right. let me see. Let me see if I can come back on point and be good. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to face you. Let's have some good chemistry. So yeah. Otherwise, that's about it. There wasn't really nothing else new about the Shawn Michaels story. I don't think it was all good. It was the same as same as always. I'm just looking intrigued to see what's next for the Ultimate Warrior one. That's all. So all in all, I think this concludes our episode of the A and E rundown. Totally appreciate you guys for joining us. Mm-hmm. Um we're gonna be joining in for the next episode. Talk about the Ultimate Warrior A and E versus Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Jar J, last words. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, um. What do I say? No, actually, we just want to thank everybody for listening to mm-hmm. us. Um, yeah, I still gotta catch the Booker T one. I haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyone who's interested in watching any if Europeans are just like ours when you watch them, uh, be sure to hit us up on our page when we post about them and talk to us. Yeah, you've seen, you know, Tony Kidder, I have responded on our Twitter, on our uh, Facebook, Instagram, Correct. I mean. Yes. Uh, Zach Attack, he handles our Twitter. He responds all the time whenever you talk to, to him. And I'm definitely there for debate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just try to keep it um, mm-hmm. respectful. Talk to, talk to him, director. Yeah, talk to him, director. Yeah. Because, you know, we'll try to keep it respectful. We are keeping it respectful on our end. No, you said it right. We'll try as well. If you try, we'll try. That's all it takes. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all it takes. Yeah. You try me, I'm going to try you yeah, back, that's bro. That's all it takes. You got it, director. But in that, yeah. uh, you know, be sure to, like, if you uh, like wrestling, don't give up watching it. If you want to no. be a wrestler, you know, it's your dream. Go do it. If you want to build your wrestling career company, you know, you want to yeah. compete against these guys, build your wrestling company, man. Real wrestling. And, you know, <laughs> if you need people to help you out, look around. There's always someone out there. Yep. Passionate. Um, as Be you can passionate. see, every wrestler that we talked about today, they're all passionate yeah. about the business. Yes. Look at what Piper did. What, what Macho Man did. did. Macho Speak Man did. Director. Sean, Stone Cold. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin. These are all names of people who had... Uh, you know, they all grew up like in some pretty straight up. Like I was a football player when I was mm-hmm. a kid. I was, I was living in the streets when I was a teenager. You know, but as have, soon as you got into it, their number one goal was I want to be at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was their number one goal. We go ahead. So, one, what I'm gonna say is, whatever you do, just do it with passion. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna tell you. We're over here dropping podcasts after podcast after podcast. Mm-hmm. But you know for sure, every time we're here doing it, 
It's all about passion. Mm-hmm. Alright, Rejects, as always, this show is brought to you by RWA Productions, and I'm going to let Tony K close it out. Oh, well, Dr. Matt. Oh, yeah, Dr. Exactly. Matt. Dr. Matt, don't forget about my mm-hmm. guy. Last notes on the show, guys. I, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. Blessed mm-hmm. to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. This was good, guys. <laughs> um, yes, the commentary was good. Um, thank you guys for listening. Of course, follow us on every form, source, as you mm-hmm. can. Tune in, love us, and uh, thank you guys for listening. But yep, that's all good. Well, thank you guys again, Tony Kid. Thank you all for joining. Be back next time for sure. On the next episode with us, look us up rejectrundown.com and Google us on that point. When you Google us, everything comes up. Have multiple people check us out on that point and you see every single thing. So totally appreciate you guys for sure to keep following us and keep liking our product. We're gonna keep coming up with good stuff. So otherwise, you guys take it easy. Have a good night.